Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Our ideas are waterproof and dishwasher safe. Uh, really they're waterproof because water can't get on them to begin with. So, you know, take that how you will. And if you figure out how to put something in the dishwasher that doesn't, you know, exist in reality, I'm really impressed with you. So, it's a, it's a pretty good one. Hi, I'm Aphiel, author of Rune and Metagame, and uh, the other project that I'm still holding back uh, what it is exactly. Hi, I'm Eunice. I'm currently in, what, chapter 13 of a rewrite of Fantasia. Which is fun, but going very slowly. And also ready to turn a source. Currently crocheting in a Lola Nine Tails. I only have the tails so far. Yeah, it's taking a long time. It's uh, the defining feature, so you might as well get it started. <laughs> Just the tails. Um, so it is your turn this week to bring an idea. It is. And uh, while I was coming up with things, the first thing I came up with was sci-fi, which we know how that goes with you here, so... I've got a better idea instead. What we do is we take certain sci-fi uh, concepts and then we put them in an urban fantasy setting. That way yeah. I can get your cooperation on this. Alright. I mean, okay. So, I also don't really write urban fantasy, but that's more of a, like, a laziness thing because I don't want to like research the details of cities to get them right. <laughs> Well, you could do an urban fantasy in a created world, you know. Does what? Does it? Does it count? Yes. Isn't it like urban fantasy almost by definition low fantasy? It can be low fantasy and still exist in an alternate world. I think that goes against the definition of low versus high fantasy. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> low fantasy is fantasy elements in this world. Okay, but I also think that fantasy elements in a world so much like this one that is nearly indistinguishable except all the names and continents are different is <laughs> fairly low fantasy. Okay. I mean, that is the ultimate, like, I want to do urban fantasy, but I'm really lazy kind of world. Yeah. It's really useful. That's why you do it. <laughs> Who does that? Just... I've actually read more than one thing that takes advantage of that. Oh my god. Okay, if you're going to set it in a, a city, please just, like, pick a city and, and know things about no. it. No. <laughs> no. That's unnecessary and kind of a waste of your time. You can literally just make a city. Like, you could take this world and then make up a city. And that's fine. Most people live in a city. <laughs> they could just write. I mean, most people technically, but like... <laughs> you can also... Okay. Like, you can just... You don't need to make it this world exactly, except there's also fantasy. That's very gross and, like, not worth your time. Okay, fine. We're... We're gonna do urban high fantasy. <laughs> sure... Mid-fantasy. It's mid-fantasy. We're... <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. Mid-fantasy. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, the primary thrust of the idea was that, like, magic is 
it's known. Not everybody can, like, do anything with it. But, like, people are aware that it exists. And, uh, we're sort of, uh... What I want to do is I, I sort of want to follow, like, somebody breaking into the market of selling, uh... Of selling bits of magic to people. Essentially, like, creating either... Now, I think it would be funny if they, like, had to create, like, literal scrolls because of the way that magic works. But we can uh, hash that out specifically later. But sort of they're creating um, spells and tools for people that uh, are currently created by one other group that's, like, got a monopoly on it and pretty much is the only people that you go to to sell things, and then our uh, main character is trying to break into the field by creating new things. And then uh, sort of the story of um, fighting the Monopoly, uh, including all those dirty underhanded tactics that they have access to because of that Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining they're coming out with, like, shiny new products that are kind of going to be like the apple version of regular products in our world <laughs> but not like but they're not apple because apple's annoying um <laughs> well i mean the thing about apple is that they are very very good at a specific subcategory of things like apple is incredible at like ui and ux design just awesome at it as far as, like, professional features, <sighs> Yeah, I've never owned an Apple computer, but, like, the few times I've tried to use them, it's always like, I can't change any of the features because it's been hidden away for the sake of simplification. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, that's the general thrust of it, is, like... They're very nice if you don't feel the need to control certain things about your experience. Yeah. Which most people, to be fair, do not. Yeah. That's what I feel like this magic that's coming on the market should be like. It's like magic for dummies. You know, just rip up the scroll and the magic goes. Like, you don't have to know anything. Place your hand on the handprint. (laughs) Yeah. Point the scroll at the t- at the intended target. Yeah, and then you know, obviously you, you're gonna have some people who still somehow manage to screw it up, but most people it's pretty easy. One, two, three. Well, that's why you have the uh, stores that are scattered around that uh, explain to you how you messed up your magic, and then they'll sell you a solution. <laughs> like, have you tried um, rolling up the scroll and opening it again? <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried re-rolling the scroll? Oh my god. It's like, yes, I have tried re-rolling the scroll four times, in fact. Yeah, just re-roll the scroll for me. Okay. And then you re-roll the scroll and then it immediately works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So... I assume this, the scrolls contain some kind of sexy, like, 
convenient magic that everybody wants and is willing to pay a premium for. <laughs> I don't know if it's like something that they're willing to pay a premium for, but it's certainly like outside of, you know, somebody's normal experience. So they might be willing to pay quite a bit of money for the ability to just use a little bit of magic. Yeah, like what kinds of effects can these scrolls do? I mean, they should be like relatively simple useful things whereas you know the current standard magic is a lot more customizable but harder to use oh even funnier is if it's like not all that much harder to use it's just like people are uh buying the disposable kind because it's the only kind on the market actually that would be kind of funny if our uh, if our main character is trying to sell you know <laughs> they're trying to sell the towels when currently all that's being sold are paper towels Wait, wouldn't the new one be the equivalent of the paper towels? Wouldn't what? Like, the new magic be the paper towels, whereas the current Monopoly is regular towels? Well, no, because regular towels are, like, reusable. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, they're they're a Monopoly because Wait, they're... Wait, the, the new ones are reusable? Yeah. Oh... Uh... They're a monopoly because they take advantage of their customers. That's like the whole deal. Okay. They sell themselves as more convenient because all you need to do is, is buy a scroll and you get to use a spell. And it's way cheaper than all the competition. I mean, never mind the fact that their spell could only be used once instead of like ten times, but eh, it's not important. <laughs> Wait, someone's trying to break into the market with a reusable version of... Of the magic? I feel like that goes backwards from normal product development, but okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it can be seen as going backwards, and, like, a lot of people would be like, why would you want to sell a reusable version of something when we have a disposable version of it? But, like, I don't know, I at least would uh, usually go for something that's that you can get multiple uses out of instead of one use out of. You know, I understand that, yeah, like, the reusable version is more, you know, eco-friendly and probably financially responsible in the long run. I'm just saying, during normal product development, especially for new technology, they usually make the regular version first and then the cheap disposable one after. Well, yeah, but, like, this is actually, like, the perfect um, opportunity to sort of reverse that because... Like, you you have the, the magic that has been hidden from people for, like, a long time. So they wouldn't necessarily know that what they're getting is the final version. That's, like, intended for them to use and dispose of. Like, just because that happens to be the more profitable business model for the people who are doing it. Because oh. um, most of the time, like, when somebody sells a paper towel after there's a towel, you're like, okay, so what would I prefer disposable version for? Where if you're sort of mm -hmm. popping into existence uh, with all of your with all of your experimentation having been done in secret, nobody looks at your disposable thing and goes, "Okay, but like I will use this as a complement to the stuff that already exists, but like I'm not gonna replace it exactly." Where when you pop it into existence with just the disposable version, you can make a lot more money by uh, covering, you know for the areas that you would usually use the non-disposable versions as well. Okay, so like, 
I'm imagining that this is a world where magic has been around for a very, very, very long time, but kind of just kept underground, you know? Like, there's witch families who are like mafia or, you know, secret <laughs> underground societies. And then they decided that they're going to sell magic to the normies, but they're not going to, like, let anybody know how advanced it actually is and only sell, like, the cheap, like, disposable copies that are, like, way weaker than the actual reusable spells that they have. Yeah, exactly. So they get money, but they get to keep their power. Exactly. Although it's more like, uh, I think it's more like the Yakuza system where they're, like, semi-legitimate and, like, completely impossible to push out without, you know, ruining half your economy in the process. Wait, which system? The, because you, you said they were, like, the Mafia, and the Mafia, like, it doesn't have the same, um, thing to it, like... The Mafia certainly is, like, part of the society and not something that you can easily displace. But, like, they don't bother as much with being seen as, like, legitimate in a lot of places compared to the Yakuza system. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just didn't hear the word Yakuza. Ah. Yeah, sure. They don't have to actually, you know, be nefarious criminals. But I just, that kind of, like... They can be somewhat nefarious. (laughs) Yeah, they operate under that kind of society or hierarchy alternate society (laughs) it's a side grade um and then you know i'm for like some some rando nerd who's not even like part of the witch families who just like from like studying the available magic that was available just discovered more advanced magic on his own. <laughs> what is it with you and uh, assigning genders to people? Come on. <laughs> I don't like singular thems very much. <laughs> I mean, I I can see that, uh, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, <laughs> it's what the word exists for. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And, but uh, as far as your idea goes, yeah. No, that that definitely makes sense and would be kind of funny. It's like, hey, so you know how you guys have been putting out these scrolls? Like, I I learned how to read them, and why are you doing it this way? And then, you know, you spend about five minutes thinking about it, and you're like, oh, so you can keep selling them to people. Got it. It's not very eco-friendly. It's not, it's not even that it's eco-friendly. It's not consumer-friendly. I mean, you know. Like, I don't know what kind of crazy uh, processes go into making these scrolls. I'm going to assume it's more eco-friendly to use the reusable one. Okay. You know, there's no, like, blood sacrifices going on in the background. There might be, you know. It's like small blood sacrifices. Nobody needs to die. Just somebody needs to bleed a lot. Bleed and hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That wouldn't make sense for our protagonist, though. They'd have to find out a different way to make these scrolls. Yeah. Like, probably a more, like, laborious way is available, but just not as efficient as, like, torturing someone. Well, no. <laughs> what you do is you torture somebody, and then you wipe their memory, and then you just let them out again. It's very simple. Ethical. 
quote unquote. Oh, that's that's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta be so creepy? <laughs> I don't know if that's creepy so much as just like totally fucked up. How is how is totally fucked up different from creepy? <laughs> I don't know, I assume creepy just skeeves you out where totally fucked up makes you a little bit angry. Uh, I mean, I feel like totally fucked up is a subset of creepy. And there are things that are just like more benignly creepy. (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Okay. Tangents aside. um, What are you talking about? More tangents. our our magical yakuza literally like hires people to get like tortured and then have their memories wiped. <laughs> In order to, like, <laughs> scroll making so so what they say is yeah we're gonna hire you. Uh, what we need from you is you need to show up at this place on this date. Um, you'll get uh, two hundred dollars for these three hours. Uh, after after we let you go, uh, you're gonna wanna. Eat uh, a little bit more than usual. Probably a little bit of extra iron. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, for uh, confidentiality purposes, you're going to have to agree to a mind wipe for those three hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta protect the trade secrets. And then, you know, they end up getting like these like weird like flashbacks if they do it too often that they don't understand where they just feel like terror and... <laughs> You mean they still get PTSD even with the mind wipe? <laughs> yeah. It's a known side effect of uh, of doing this job. Unless people are desperate, they don't usually do it very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like something you might want to avoid. Oh, that's so creepy. Okay. Um, whereas, you know, the new process involves, what, exhaustion? Like, you just have to come here and, like, do sprints <laughs> for an hour. Um. <laughs> I feel like uh, maybe a better way to go about it is like willingly inflicting it on yourself. And maybe like that's less efficient for like magical purposes, but like much better at making actually permanent things. So self mutilation and well not mutilation per se but like bleeding yourself by like cutting some part is it the the pain part that's important or the blood loss i would say probably both that's creepy it's (laughs) i mean you know make your magic a little bit creepy uh like the original disposable magic is is like actually grosser but then from a marketing perspective since nobody knows how it's made like no one's gonna want like this new one that's been bled all over by a bunch of people (laughs) i mean you could just point out that like hey our uh competition uses blood too and nobody knows how they get it you know it's the propaganda war well, then they'll get sued for defamation or libel or whatever. Slander. I, but the I, thing I, is... Mm-hmm. You have to prove it's false to win that complaint. Which means they would get access to your internal documentation. Mm. 
I mean, I, I figure it's not above them to publish a completely fake methodology. <laughs> no, I figure I don't figure it is. But, like, you would have to manage that uh, to the legal system. And if the completely fake methodology doesn't work... Yeah, but, like, they can just say, well, you lawyers aren't witches, so, like, obviously it doesn't work when you try it. Okay, then you just go, okay, so prove to me that this process works for you. Okay, but they could totally fake that with, like, pre-prepared spells. <laughs> I mean, they could, and that would make for an interesting story beat. It's like, wait, does this actually work? And then you, you go into it, and it's like, oh, no, no, it doesn't. They could just, like, yeah, hide a spell that all it does is, like, write a scroll. <laughs> well, you could also have a spell that, like, teleports two scrolls uh, and swaps their position. Yeah, and then just, like, rip it up in the middle of their fake ritual. <laughs> That's easy. Easy! <laughs> You do, you do a little uh, drama trick where you, like, tear a tiny piece of the scroll that uh, exists and then you take, a, you take a picture of it with, like, a camera hidden under your wrist. And then they teleport the scrolls and you're like, Haha! That's not the scroll that you were working on before, as you can see! <laughs> like, their, their show witches are all, like, actually really good at, like, magician sleight of hand. Which is funny. Because... <laughs> You know, they're like magicians. They're good at like fake magic. Magicians. And real <laughs> magic? Yeah. Gasp, how will we ever compare? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, see, I'm, I'm more for, like, just, you know, taking advantage of all the suffering that's already out there. I mean, if that's a thing that you can do, then absolutely. <laughs> like, going to a hospital and just, like... Hanging out in the ER while people come get their injuries stapled. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's gonna be plenty of suffering there. Uh. You know, it's pretty consistent. Uh, it's not, you know, as concentrated as, you know, actively torturing someone, but... <laughs> Gotta you know. buy a basement under the ER from the hospital. The hospital's like, what do you need this for? And you're like, D you don't want to know. You know, and then you can, like, use the proceeds to subsidize their uh, medical bills if you're American and have, you know, significant medical bills. Although this is, like, I, this is a mid-fantasy world, so I'm going to do away with the American health system because I fucking hate it. <laughs> that, would be, uh, that would be a pretty solid direction to go. I'm not against, you know, just <laughs> preventing the American health system from ever uh, coming into being. Okay. So this guy, or girl, or, you know, non-binary person, comes up with this alternate process and is very excited to share it with the world. And, like... Immediately the price of the disposable ones goes down. Just, like, 50%. Yeah. Is this, like, more of a, a story of an entrepreneur fighting the Yakuza? Because <laughs> that's, like... Not exactly, but like, you know, it's more like a, a monopoly uh, that's like semi-legal. Okay, so they can't just murder our protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice to have some ground rules. <laughs> murder is not completely off the table, but it's like not where they want to start out. You know, it, it makes a lot of questions appear and like they just don't want to deal with them. Okay, well, what about, like, 
what prevents, you know, a simple memory erasure spell? I would assume that our protagonist uh, figures out fairly quickly that, like, memory spells are a big thing that the opposition does and comes up with a countermeasure. I mean, it only has to work the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... There is the only needs to work once versus only needs to versus needs to work a bunch of times, but although you could also just make it so that like memory spells have a fairly limited uh, period of use unless they're like set up beforehand. Okay. So like maybe memory spells only work for like the twenty four hours past unless you specifically uh, like set up some thing at the beginning of the time that you want to erase. Oh, okay. And you can just hand wave that away as like, oh, it's too ingrained in the mind, and if we change it, then like, it'll it'll just go back anyway, and it'll fight us, and you'll get better at resisting memory spells. Alright, yeah. You can do a thing. It's like, you can erase any memories you have until you go to sleep. Then long-term potentiation has taken effect. <laughs> yeah. Short-term and medium-term memory, easy to erase. Long-term memory, uh. Okay, and what are some of the obstacles we're going to have to work our way around? Well, the first one is just, like, massive price cutting. Um, although, because their products are slightly different, that won't work as well as they hope. Um, the second one is just, like, they release an actually competing product. <laughs> And start price cutting, which would be kind of funny from uh, from the position of the person who's you know putting out the new product, but also kind of like, oh, they're actually trying to kill me. Okay, so our MC has to deal with impending bankruptcy, <laughs> just constantly, as well as subtle sabotage that falls short of death but is you know not subtle and not so subtle and uh a lack of experts in the field of things such as marketing and patent law who are willing to be hired (laughs) or they can get experts um but they're like all very quirky characters yes because We like quirky characters. Everybody likes quirky characters. That's why people keep writing them. What about all the books that don't have any quirky characters and do well? They don't exist. I'm gonna just gonna say that right now. Uh, That's a lie, by the way. I just choose to ignore them because I get bored by the characters and then put them down. Yep. Okay, so we have our cast of quirky characters who managed to avoid being killed and (laughs) going into bankruptcy. Or maybe they don't even really manage to avoid going into bankruptcy. They just force the, uh, they just force their competition to, like, completely destroy their own business in the process. Oh. You know, so it's not a win, but it's not really a loss either. Okay, so they do go out of business, but they have forced (laughs) the magical Yakuza to come out with (laughs) reusable spells and start, like, harvesting their suffering in a more ethical manner. Just, like, a bunch of changes like that. 
Okay. So this is this is kind of like, you know, when customers demand greener products. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Customers the demand com- a better product, and then. Uh... And, like the companies don't actually care about, you know, all that. But yeah, they you know, care about hits... losing the money to the competition. That's not okay. Yeah, if, if it hits their bottom line, they'll make those changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You don't win against the Monopoly. That's not to say that you can't change the Monopoly's mind on a few things. If you can't beat them, annoy the crap out of them until they change. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's a solid solid, uh, game plan, you know? You know, and the message of the story is a very pragmatic one. I'm down for a pragmatic message, you know? None of that idealism. Idealism's fine in small quantities, as long as you temper it with pragmatism. Who needs it? Just be pragmatic. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I'm all for some idealism. Um. Otherwise, you would just do whatever's the most efficient, whether or not that's uh, good for anybody. But, you know... If you can I mean, have the ideal of making things better for everybody and then pragmatically go about it, I'm all for it. Okay, is there anything else we want to include in this idea? I don't think there's anything major that I'm uh, definitely wanting. I mean, does this even count as urban fantasy? Is I guess. <laughs> Nobody got shot. There was not a single werewolf. <laughs> hey, there could be werewolves all around, you know? Oh, okay. Maybe one of the spells that uh, that our uh, magical witches are selling is, you know, turn into a werewolf for two months. I, mean, I feel like they'd be... They'd make more money on, like, selling scrolls that prevent you from force changing. See, you could also make it so that the werewolves are like, you know, the more urban fantasy kind where like they have control over the transformation most of the time and then like they don't at the full moon and that's it. Yeah. And then at least in our world, uh there would be a lot of people who would buy those. Um yeah. just gonna put that out there. Yeah. That'd be a, a good like a good target for your reusable scrolls, you know, cuz like you don't want to have to go Buying one every full moon—that's expensive. It's every—it's every two months. What? Because specifically, like, if you do it every one month, then like, people catch on. But if it's like, yeah, the the magic will only be around you for two months. Uh, can only support a limited time of uh, the ability to change, and then, you know, it's very easy to sell people on that. But if it's, like, a very convenient time period, like, one month, like, exactly one full moon to the next, come on, that's too obvious. Or even better, you sell it for, like, a month and a half, and it's like, hmm, that's a little weird, but okay. I mean, doesn't it just go by, like, the number of charges it has? It should be good for, like, one prevention. (laughs) Well, I, I just said that we're selling the turning into, not the prevention. Wait, we're selling the... Intentionally turning into a werewolf temporarily. Do a lot of non-werewolves, like, want that ability? Have you ever been around in the world? 
Yeah, I've never heard anyone express. How about on the internet? Um, yeah. I don't know which corners of the internet that that is about, but I don't go there. <laughs> we could call it a corner, or we could call it a fairly wide open room with rather a lot of people in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be rare for people to want to turn into a werewolf, even temporarily. It would, in fact. Be an extremely profitable demographic. See, but like, isn't that only because in this world there are no werewolves? No. Because like, if you wanted no, it's not. to be a werewolf in a world where there are werewolves, you could just go and be a werewolf. <laughs> Assuming that they would take you. And that's a pretty big assumption, you know? And that you can find werewolves. Are they all Heidi? <laughs> well, they have been Heidi in the past. I don't know if they're currently Heidi. I just feel like, you know, like, people would just be like, oh, there are werewolves. I'm going to go find one and convince them to turn me. <laughs> yes, but for every, like, two successful people, there's five who are unsuccessful. In convincing someone or getting turned? <laughs> uh... Yes. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Um, so, you know, if you fail to convince your local werewolf pack, then at least you have our magic scrolls available for the low, low price of $200. <laughs> for a one and a half month scroll? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but that's like of continuous use, right? No. No, that's <laughs> no. like whether or not you continuously use it. Wow, that that is a ripoff. People would these pay witches, it. These witches. I might pay that once or twice, just you know, for the fun of it. But oh my god, it's like I mean, that's fair, you know. Like I don't even like to waste money on makeup, <laughs> and that's you know something that a lot of people spend hundreds of dollars on per month. Yep. Okay, that's fair. And this one's not even just cosmetic; it's also an experience, you know. I guess. Does it come with the werewolf instincts and senses? I would say like a nerfed version of them. Oh, okay. And of course, you know, the spell is like created by torturing a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) You create the spell, but you can create like, you can create like four or five years worth of spells by torturing a werewolf. Yeah, you know, there are down-on-their-luck werewolves, just as there are down-on-their-luck normies who are willing to have three hours of their memory taken away. Exactly! It's very simple. It's a completely voluntary arrangement. If they didn't want our money, then they don't have to come and be tortured for hours, and then have that erased from their memory. That's just not a necessary thing for them to do, you know? Yeah. You know, werewolves heal well. It's no biggie. <laughs> okay, so that's our creepy idea. Um, you know, my experience of urban fantasy is more of a romping adventure type of thing, but why not be creepy, you know? <laughs> I, I don't even think it's that creepy, you know? It's, it's a fairly close analog for our real world in a lot of ways. 
What is the analog for hiring poor people to get tortured? <laughs> you know what? Let's not go into that right now because I could talk oh, okay. about that for actually hours. Okay, well, we'll defer that for later. <laughs> or maybe not ever on the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you liked this idea and uh, write it, Email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you liked part of the idea, go ahead and steal that. That's also a fully valid way to go about this. You know, if you want to just take out the torture and put in something else, that's that's great. That's what I would do. If you want to make it happy, <laughs> fluffy sunshine land, that's absolutely a legitimate way to go. Because people like fluffy and sunshine. Exactly. Um, I don't like sunshine very much, actually. I just know that Happy Fluffy Sunshine Land is a thing that people say because they like sunshine. I don't get it. I like sunshine as long as it's not, like, touching me. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's over there and not, like, here. Sunshine is fine as long as I don't have to see it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because I'm uh, fine with it touching me. I just don't want to see it, you know? (laughs) So that's... That, those are our hot takes on sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> hot take on sunshine. Overrated. <laughs> um, if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, email us at guests at unwrittenmagings.com. Uh, what, like and share and tell your friends about us. Yes. Oh, not like, it's rate on iTunes and I think Stitcher's the other one with... With reviews on it, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Upvote. Thumbs up. Subscribe. I don't know. Okay, just do the thing. Are we on Stitcher? I can't remember. Don't ask me. Just just Google us and see where we're at, where we are. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Review us if that's an option on your podcast listening platform of choice. Anyways, we will see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>